We often think of pirates as savage, cutthroat, and ruthless marauders. But all too often, this was an exaggeration. But for one pirate, the most notoriously brutal of all, no exaggeration was needed. Join me as we look at the life and lore of the most criminally insane pirate to have ever sailed the high seas, Edward Lowe. Today, on the History of Pirates. Edward, or Ned Lowe, was born in 1690 the son of a poor English family in Westminster, London. Ned had to cultivate a hard and independent mindset early in life, learning to pickpocket and steal just to make ends meet. He was described as scrappy, always ready to cheat, and could often be found gambling with the footmen guarding the nearby House of Commons. Though not much is known about his family, they're said to have been much the same as he. Thieves, degenerates, lowlifes, the unwanted. And by the time Edward was only 17, his younger brother was hanged by the neck until dead for the crime of burglary at Tyburn in 1707. This would not be the last time death would brush Edward's life. Over the next three years, he'd quickly moved up the ranks and become a full-fledged criminal, burglarizing and terrorizing the people of London. Perhaps due to pressure from the local authorities or fear of being hanged, Ned made the decision to flee across the sea and landed in the New World, Boston, in 1710. It was here that the infamous pirate's villainous origins would take form, but at least for a moment, Edward Lowe had found some semblance of peace and normality in his life. It was here in Boston that he would meet and fall in love with the young and beautiful Eliza Marble. Four short years later, they were married in the First Church of Boston on August 12, 1714. Eliza would give birth to their first daughter and soon after become pregnant with their first son. It seemed for Ned that fate had turned over a new leaf. Perhaps life wasn't as cruel as Ned had thought. Perhaps God had given him a chance at a happy life. These feelings of joy, however, would not last. Tragically, Eliza died giving birth to their new son, and the infant child would die soon after. It was in this moment that something in Ned's mind snapped. He decided to leave his daughter, take to the high seas, and regain his former persona as a notorious criminal. But the memory of his family would not be forgotten, and his pain and remembrance clearly showed throughout his exploits as a pirate. Ned refused to press married men into service, lest their wives be left widowed. He also allowed any women captured or found to safely return to shore unharmed. It was also noted that Ned deeply regretted leaving his daughter in Boston, and that he had wished he had remained a father to his only child. These, however, were the only noble traits of Edward Lowe. Shortly after taking up an honest position as a rigger on a small sloop, Ned's journey into madness began. A historical account of Ned's employment recounts him working on a sloop, retrieving logs from Honduras to bring back to Boston for sale. One day, Ned came to the captain for a ration of food, hunger panging in his belly. The captain chided him and denied him food, saying, You'll be satisfied with a ration of ram. Seething with rage, Ned reached down, picked up a loaded flintlock, and fired at the captain. Narrowly missing him and accidentally shooting one of his fellow crewmates through the throat, he died within seconds. There was no turning back now. His failed mutiny had gotten he and his twelve shipmates kicked off the sloop, and the very next day, Ned and his crew of twelve forcibly took over a small merchant vessel off of the coast of Rhode Island, 
desperation and madness driving him forward. Ned famously turned to his now newly christened pirate crew and said, To go into her, make a black flag, and declare war against all the world. <laughs> Word quickly spread of Lowe's exploits as he moved south into the Caribbean, launching successful raid after successful raid. He spent some time operating his first mate to renowned pirate George Lothar, pillaging the waters of Grand Cayman and developing his lust for blood and battle. Lothar and Lowe eventually captured a large six-gun brigantine named the Rebecca, and with George gifting it to Ned, amicably dissolving their relationship and bestowing him the new title, Captain Edward Lowe. Desperate souls from every parish and island soon bolstered the numbers of Ned's pirate army, and tales of his horrendous barbarism were recounted endlessly by frightened merchant vessel crews and navy ships alike. This savagery was adopted wholeheartedly by his crew, They'd been told to take great joy in the anguished cries of their tortured prisoners. Lowe taught his crew his favorite torture technique, soaking a rope in lantern oil and tying it in between the prisoners' fingers, lighting it on fire and burning the poor soul's flesh to the bone. One story recounts the capturing of Nostra Signora de Victoria, a Portuguese vessel. The captain threw a bag of 11,000 moidores, roughly $20,000, into the sea rather than have it be captured by Ned and his crew. This displeased Ned greatly. He took his cutlass and sliced off the captain's lips. He had his cook broil them and then forced him to eat them, still hot from the galley. When the captain was finished, he slaughtered the remaining 53 crew with only his cutlass. Another tale recounts Ned burning a captured French cook alive, laughing all the while and saying, he was a greasy fellow who looked like he'd fry well. Notable historian Edward Leslie stated, Edward Lowe was a psychopath whose history was filled with mutilations, disembowelings, decapitations, and slaughter. Ship after ship fell in the sapphire waters of the Caribbean, with Ned slowly building an armada of pirate vessels. But it was time for him to once again set his sights on the New World. In 1722, Ned returned to the waters off of the coast of North America and began launching raids. One such encounter was well documented as Ned found himself completely outnumbered against a large group of vessels off the coast of Nova Scotia. Ned famously cried, What's the Jolly Roger? Any who resist shall be shown no quarter. And no quarter was given. He captured in total eight ships, robbing each completely, abandoning his previous flagship, the Rebecca, in favor of a new, sleek, and more heavily armed 10-gun, 80-ton sloop, which he renamed the Fancy. He proceeded to sink the rest of the ships, press-ganging some men into his crew, and leaving the rest to the frigid waters of the North Atlantic. Unimpressed by the trade routes of Northern America, Ned decided it was time to set his sights on a much more valuable and much more dangerous target. Merchant and military vessels in the deep blue water of the Azores a small island chain off the coast of Portugal. Here, monarchs still reigned, giant man-of-war navy ships armed to the teeth guarded vast sums of gold being transported between kingdoms, favors for the rich and noble elite of Europe, prime for the picking. But if Ned and his crew were to do battle with the Portuguese and French navies, they were going to need a bigger boat, and that's precisely what he got. Ned and his pirates wasted no time capturing a 124-gun and 1,000-ton former French narrow-stern man-of-war. He refitted the ship and crowned it the flagship of his new armada, 
the Rose Pink. He continued to pillage through the Azores, ultimately capturing an English vessel, and upon finding two Portuguese passengers on board, Ned decided to make an example of them. He hoisted the men up on the yardarm and dropped them, repeating the process until they were dead. It was with the capture of this English ship that Captain Ned Lowe decided to take on the new moniker, Commodore Lowe, the dream of every pirate captain. Unfortunately for Ned, the moniker of Commodore wouldn't last for long. Due to inexperience or oversight during a routine cleaning of the pink rose, Ned lowered too many men down the side of the boat to clean the barnacles off the side. The man tipped, and with the portholes open, the bottom of the ship filled with water, capsizing, killing two of his crew. Ned narrowly escaped with his life. Battered but not broken, Ned returned to the shores of North America, but he had grown too infamous. He'd put too large of a target on his back. When sailing for North Carolina in 1723, Ned would encounter his greatest battle, going up against the British Royal Navy and the HMS Greyhound, a massive and heavily armed man-of-war ship built specifically for hunting pirates and dispatched by Peter Salgord with the single purpose of destroying Ned Lowe. He would suffer extremely heavy losses and flee with what was left of his crew, making a break for his stronghold in the Azores. After a few small victories and gifts for his quartermaster and first mate, Lowe would eventually be abandoned by his crew, taking all his remaining ships and leaving him alone with the Delight, the last ship under Ned's control. What happened next has been the subject of much speculation and discussion as we don't really know how Ned died. A few books suggest that eventually his remaining crew mutinied and sent him adrift without provisions to simply starve to death. Some believe a mutiny came in the night and his throat was cut while he was sleeping. Other reports suggest he was seen off the coast of South America, sailing down to end his days rum-soaked on the beaches of Brazil. Officially, the National Maritime Museum in London states that Lowe was never captured, but they say, on a quiet night in the Boston Harbor, you can still hear the faint rumble of cannon fire through the fog and hear a man crying out, make a black flag and declare war against all the world. Thank you for watching, and do us a favor by leaving a like and a comment. And if you're not subscribed, why not? Join us next time for another episode of History of Pirates.